0: This is your life, God's truth, your QFM. It's Phil, and I am very excited to have a good friend in the studio. It's been a long time since Tammy Godwin has been here. We've talked, you know, quite a bit behind the scenes, but it's time that Tammy came back in and talked with us. Tammy, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks, Phil.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Tammy's from the Bagley area, and boy, there was uh, a few years in a row, Tammy, where we were spending quite a bit of time about the rise of Islam in the United States and certainly even in the state of Minnesota you know and we had some speakers that came to visit and and uh, it seems the last three years we've just been a little distracted right with other things
1: Yes that's true and we need to really keep this conversation alive yeah because it's here and it's not going away
0: you know <laughs> again we've barely ta- about the only thing we've talked about I suppose is, congresswoman ilhan omar you know and the clout that she has i just read the other day of all the congressmen and women in the united states which is like 430 she is the leading fundraiser number one Mm -hmm. you know and it's amazing and and we're seeing the influence of islam really gain steam in minnesota and and especially in the twin cities area we have a many more muslim uh, city councilmen, you know, in law, for example, and certainly in the House and the Senate, don't we?
1: Yes, we do. And it's interesting you talk about Ilan Omar and the um, who's behind her. It's actually a Muslim Brotherhood front group. It's CARE, the Council on yeah. American Islamic Relations. She, that's where she gets her fundraising from, and a lot of them do. And. You know, they're their advocate behind them and also legal representation.
0: Yeah. There's an active chapter in Minnesota. That's a nationwide thing. But uh, Julani Hussein is the longtime leader of that. You know him. Yes, you've I've talked to him. I've met him, too. Yep.
1: So. I've met him a few times. And what's disturbing is that their headquarters is in a Lutheran church down yeah, in the cities.
0: Very interesting. And, you know, on a side note, we maybe we will get to this, too, a little bit later on. Uh, this is going to be a very interesting discussion, by the way, so stay with us because Tammy has a lot of information. But we do know that First Lutheran here in Bemidji now has opened its doors to Friday Islamic prayers at the church. You had looked into that, I know, Tammy.
1: Yes, in fact, I met with the pastor there last year, and mm. I gave him um, a folder full of information against interfaith dialogue and uh, about the dangers of Islam. And then, um, like in their newsletter this year, at the beginning of the year, all of a sudden they've invited Muslims to come in and do their Friday prayers in their church.
0: One of the reasons why Tammy is here is what's going on in in Minneapolis just recently, days ago, where the city council has changed some noise ordinances, and they're going to allow uh, five calls to prayer. Is it seven days a week, Tammy? Is it every day, or is it weekdays, do you know?
1: It's going to be every day. Yeah. Okay. Previously, during COVID, they allowed them to do th- uh, their calls to prayer from the mosque, in, I believe it's Cedar Riverside, three times a day. Okay. And so that meant that they couldn't do the five daily prayer calls, and um, early in the morning and late at night. And yeah, so they this didn't is allow those. No, yeah. they didn't because of the noise ordinance. Sure. So um, now they were proceeding to have all five um, calls to prayer. Yeah. Um, and taking away the um, ordinance the restrictions of the ordinance and what's interesting is that there are three muslims on the minneapolis city council yes there is and they call themselves a muslim caucus Hmm. and they're the ones that presented this change to the ordinance
0: yeah tammy's got some very interesting information about that meeting and who was involved right now the chairman of the minneapolis uh, city council is a uh, a black man who is transgender yeah. i mean it, it everything mm-hmm. is just chaotic honestly yeah uh is. in many ways in the twin cities metro area you know when it comes to this whole the reason why we're doing this too tammy is to be faithful to god and to not be deceived there's so much deception in our world today whether it's on the sexuality thing or Islam or whatever the case may be, you know, we're being told that this, you know, the Abrahamic faiths, and we're all in, the, we're all in the same team. And what do you say to that, Tammy? I know you, you've really looked at this a lot.
1: Yeah, um, they're using the narrative that Islam is an Abrahamic faith, along with Judaism and Christianity, and there are ways to refute that just by going back to Scripture, because they claim. Ties to Abraham through Ishmael. Yeah, and um, you got to know your scriptures. I just can't stress that enough. You yeah. have to know the Bible, then you can hold everything else up on the outside of that to the light yeah. of the scriptures. And and I just want to say that we are not anti-Muslim. We are we are anti-Islam, but we are for Muslims coming to know Jesus yeah. as Savior and Lord. And I just want to share a verse. Um, with you first Mm -hmm. for i'm not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of god unto salvation to everyone that believes to the jew first and also to the greek and i believe that's romans 116 and we have to not be ashamed of the gospel because in islam they do not have the true gospel, and that's really concerning. And if we're not willing to share that gospel with the Muslims, um, you know, engage in interfaith dialogue, then we're not caring enough to save them from an yeah. eternity apart from the true and living God.
0: It's a giant deception, and we've said many times over the years on QFM. They do not worship the same God. You know, when you talk about Allah, and, and they were trying to be sold that, mm-hmm. you know, that bill of goods. But it just isn't true, is it, Ten?
1: No, we do not worship the same God. Allah is not Yahweh of the Bible. And um, and Allah is a word that really has no meaning. And Yahweh, the God of the Bible, is means salvation. Yeah. Uh, you know, Yahweh, that yeah, is important to know What is in a name? Because names in the Bible meant something. And in interfaith dialogue, and that's really my focus and my passion, is that they want us to believe that Allah is God. They use the word capital G-O-D when they're talking with the Westerners and with Christians and people that don't know Islam and a lot of times don't even know their own faith and Bible. And it is a deception because I know someone said, you got to use terms. This was a Muslim convert. you got to use terms that they're familiar with. Hmm. And so they'll use the word God in place of Allah, and I always replace it with Allah because they are not the same. Yeah. The, their attributes and their character are not the same. In fact, the attributes of Allah in Islam is that of Satan. Yeah.
0: You have several Qurans, I know. You have studied it Mm -hmm. and uh, have read it, and Tammy is just honestly very knowledgeable on this subject. That's why I'm just so glad you're here. Tammy, you had a a vision from the Lord, and Mm -hmm. you shared it with me a little bit ago, and uh, I know we want to share that. Do you want to share it now before we go any further? Because it almost sets the stage, I suppose, of what we're going to talk about, and I got to tell you guys, this is powerful uh what what God gave to you, and I know you were visiting with a pastor here in Bemidji recently, and you shared that with him, and he said immediately to you, Do you want me to interpret that? I mean like right away, he yeah. said that to you, yes, he did, and so should we do that now?
1: Yes, I think it sets the stage because actually, I feel like it's it's a warning and yeah. um to to people okay, so i I have like everybody have dreams and I wake up, and I don't remember them, yeah. Well, this dream was very vivid, and I've not forgotten it. I was on, like, a cement platform outside, um, and in front of me was, like, at least three men standing in suits, and they were facing away from me, and they were just staring forward, and, and in front of them was a white slain lamb. And so I walked around to the edge, and the lamb was wiggling, uh, laying there, and it was dead, and over to the right was a wolf, standing, it was beside a building, and the wolf was trying to steal the lamb. And that's why the lamb was wiggling, but he wasn't able to fully take it away. And the men just kept standing there, staring forward, and didn't defend the lamb. And at that moment, in the mist, just to the left and a little farther beyond, came the lion. And I woke up. And so then when I met with this pastor and I was going to explain to him what I thought the, the dream, the vision meant, and he said, do you want me to interpret it for you? And I said, yes, go ahead.
0: That's amazing.
1: And he gave me Acts twenty twenty eight through 31. And um, so I wanted to see if how he interpreted it was the same as how I interpreted it. Because I, there's so much information to share with people. What do I focus on? And I believe at that moment is when the Lord gave this to me. It's like, focus on me, the Lord was telling me. And my passion is for the deception of the interfaith dialogue and pastors that are falling for it. Yeah. And the church. So that is my passion. So can I read Acts? Oh, please. Yeah. Okay. Acts 20, 28 through 31. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock, over the which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years, I ceased not to warn everyone night and day with tears. And that's from the Apostle Paul.
0: It's just so powerful.
1: It is. And, you know, like I say, I've never had a dream or a vision before. I've heard of them with people, but, you know, I, I take this very seriously.
0: It's a warning. It is a warning. And those three men were pastors.
1: They were pastors because in interfaith dialogue, the Muslims have been coming into the churches, yeah. and pastors are giving them a platform. I mean, here in Bemidji, it's happening. Yeah, They're giving them a space in the church to do Friday prayers, and in a little bit, we're gonna get into what they're actually praying, um, yeah. having to do with the Minneapolis City Council. And so pastors, if you're listening, you can't compromise the gospel and the word of God because that is what is going to save and set a Muslim free, mm-hmm. because they are the first victim of Islam, yeah. and um, I can't stress that enough.
0: One of the things as we talk about Jesus coming soon is the forming of a one-world religion, and you've been tracking that as well. That there's things going on uh, this this uh, interfaith dialogue. Jews, uh, Christians, Muslim, the three big ones, you know. Mm -hmm. There are others, of course. Um, But there's even buildings being built. You were talking about Abu Dhabi in the Mm -hmm. United Arab Emirates. Yep,
1: that's in the United Arab Emirates. It's called the Abrahamic Family House, Mm -hmm. and it just opened this year. So what it is, it's a fancy complex, and it's got a mosque, a synagogue, and a church. But the thing is, is that it's... Um, kind of like a coalition between uh, an imam f- that has been from Al-Azhar University in Cairo, Egypt, and from the Pope. Yeah. And then there's a Jewish name that I'm not familiar with. So those are the three buildings that are there. And that is going to be the one world ri- religion rising. Yeah. Because it's going to be something familiar to people. It's not going to be something odd and strange that people are going to reject. It's going to be something comfortable and familiar
0: they'll feel good about it yes you know in a deceptive way
1: yes you know all in the tolerance of one another political correctness or common ground finding common ground and you know sweeping you know fundamental differences underneath a rug i know there's one that's going to be erected too in berlin germany i believe Mm -hmm. and there's some that are going up here and i witnessed it before the city council in minneapolis yeah you know, because there's a Jewish lady on the city council and a Catholic man. And they um, spoke before the vote was held, uh, you know, about changing the city ordinance, yeah, noise to ordinance. Yeah, the
0: five mm-hmm. Muslim prayers. Let's say uh, you have written down what this, uh, especially what the Jewish woman said uh, at that hearing. I, I actually watched it myself, and it was so... You know, you just kind of made your skin crawl, as a matter of fact. Here's a Jewish woman just praising these Muslims who were there and so forth. And again, it's not against the people, but it's against Islam and what they're trying to do. Do you want to share that?
1: Yeah, it was a council member, Lisa Goodman, and um, she spoke out. And she at first did the call to prayer, Hmm. uh, the Jewish call to prayer. Okay. Very short and small. But you got to understand that now, when the Muslims want to do their call to prayer, it's going to be on a loudspeaker outside of their mosque, every mosque, yeah. and um, it's going to be five times a day.
0: Yeah. Will it be in other places around the city as well with other speakers? Do you know? I was wondering about that.
1: No, I think it's going to be from the mosque.
0: Just the mosque.
1: There's like twenty to thirty mosques in the Minneapolis-St. Paul okay, area. Okay, so
0: that's the thing. It's not just one mosque. There's all these mosques, yes. right? Because there's, you know, one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand. Uh, you know, Muslims now in the Twin Cities.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that call to prayer is going to be quite widespread. Yes, it All is. All right, let's get back to what she, what she said.
1: Okay, um, she just did her the Jewish call to prayer, and she said, and a call to prayer in Judaism and Islam stem from the same fundamental idea that we are children of Abraham, hmm. descendants of common matriarchs and patriarchs. And then she goes on to say that Islam is a continuation of Abraham's monotheistic faith. Okay, it gets back to monotheistic faith. No, Christianity is a continuation of the Old Testament, fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Okay, um, according to the covenants to Abraham, about uh, um, about him having a seed, yeah, that the Messiah would come through. So he made covenants with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah, not. Abraham and Ishmael, which Muslims believe, okay? So the monotheistic faith. But the thing is, again, you got to get back to who is the God that they're referring to. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is Yahweh. And fulfilled, I mean, Jesus is Yahweh. He's God come in the flesh when he said, before Abraham was, I am. And um, so that's important to know that. But this is... The groundwork that they're setting is that we're all going back to, you know, sons of Abraham and the Abrahamic yeah. faith. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Okay, and Allah is not the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And that has to be made first and foremost, that we do not worship the same God. Um, no matter how much interfaith a person does, it's, they're just not the same. Their attributes yeah. and character are not the same.
0: Yeah. So that's what she said. And then the Catholic uh, fellow, he, did he speak as well, I suppose? Do you know yeah. what he—did he say some of the same sorts of things?
1: Um, yeah, he did. And this was Michael Rainville. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, he referred to them and to our brothers in faith, pointing to the four Muslim, I call them, jihadis in the front row, yeah. holding signs that said, Minneapolis for religious freedom. And then he said, I'm so happy to vote for this. And he said, I'm a member of Our Lady of Lords, a Catholic church, he said, but constantly our faith leaders teach us the importance of respecting other faiths. And then um, that's concerning because I have, as I look through the Bible in the Old Testament, God was always giving warning about going after other gods of the nations yeah, around yeah. you. So he didn't speak uh, favorably of other faiths.
0: Yeah. It's one thing to respect people, to love people, yes, but to respect you know their belief is a whole different thing. You yes, know? and you're just opening the door to uh, a mess here. Well, so. they
1: talk about religious freedom, and even in that, you know, Lisa Goodman, she mentioned religious freedom, and in her comments, what you have to understand, is that in Islam there is no freedom of religion. I don't care how much they try and whitewash it there yeah. isn't if in if their some, own writings. Yes, in yeah. their own texts yeah. and I have that documented in several places that if you leave Islam, if a Muslim wants to leave Islam, he is supposed to be killed. Yeah. I have that documented from their own sources. And um, at the you know at the most sometimes they just shun them or they treat them treat them as they're dead, but they are To kill them. Yeah. Um, I don't care if it's their daughter or their son or a wife or whoever. And there's no freedom of religion, even for people of the book, which they refer to as Jews and Christians. um, There's no freedom because in an Islamic country, you're considered second class and a demi, and you you can't practice your religion openly, and you're very persecuted. And that's even proven through the open doors. Uh, watch list
0: you know we've said this many times to tammy about islam here in america where they are incredibly patient Mm -hmm. they tolerate uh others because they're in the minority and they ingratiate themselves with others you showed me pictures of this imam uh dr hamry and there's pictures of him with practically every political dignitary there is everything from paul gazelka to governor walls to you name it you know and that's what they're doing they're they're gaining power influence all these sorts of things but in their own text it says but then that moment will come when you have the upper hand yes and that's when everything changes and that's what's happening mm-hmm. you know and you know we're seeing that in in the twin cities where they're gaining the upper hand so much so in the in minneapolis that they're starting to get more aggressive. They're saying, hey, we want to be able to have the call to prayer broadcast throughout this incredible city five times a day, every day. And everybody says, well, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, without knowing. They're ignorant. And yeah. I mean, if I can figure this out and learn all of this, yeah. I mean, anybody can. And. Um,
0: we should talk about what these prayers are, because I know you wanted to, to get to that. Uh this, this Dr. Hamry, he was at this meeting as well. He chanted something to all those sitting on the council. What was that again, Tammy?
1: Okay. Yeah, I want to share that with you. But yeah. I have to say one okay. thing from yep. a, from a um, pastor of a Lutheran church down in Cedar Riverside. Yes, yes. Um, she said they're the only Christian church left in the neighborhood of 8,500 people. And they've been there since 1868. But she said, we're not there to convert anyone. She said, but to help each other the best we can be. Trinity's goal and hope is to help the Muslims and others in the neighborhood be the best Muslims they can be. Hmm. And so she said, you know, needs to have the call to prayer throughout the day so that they can be the best Muslims they can be. This is important to say this before we launch into what what they're doing. What they're actually
0: saying. So here you have what could be the only church left Mm -hmm. in this Massive Muslim neighborhood now, mm-hmm. and they're just capitulating yep. to the Muslims. They could just well close as well, right? Because you know? they're
1: going to deny Christ, and they're not going to yeah. share with them what will save their souls. Yeah,
0: exactly right. S- All right.
1: So this gentleman, this is a Muslim uh, Imam Hamdi El Sawaf, and he recites what is called the Adhan. That is what they put over their loudspeaker five times a day. This is going to be every day for the whole year long. Mm-hmm. And he recited it in Arabic first, and then he translated it. Okay, so this is how we translated it in English, but I'm going to help you to understand it even better. Okay, first of all, they say, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar does not mean God is greatest or Allah is greatest. It means Allah is bigger. Mm. And Allahu Akbar is actually a victory cry and I've heard this from other people that do ministry about Islam. Yeah. Then they say that twice. It goes on to say, I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship except Allah. Hmm. They say it twice. I bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. It is time for the prayer. Come forward for the prayer. And they say that twice. It is time for success. It is time for success. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, and he translated it as Allah is the greatest. There is no one worthy of worship except Allah. This is what is going to be said five times a day over the loudspeakers in the, from these mosques every day.
0: In the biggest city in our state, yes, the state and, of Minnesota. Yes, and
1: they're bragging that this is the first major city that is adopting this and yeah. allowing this to happen. Yeah. Okay, so again, we first of all, Allah is not the God of the Bible, and it means Allah is bigger. Don't let people let you believe or make you think that it means God is great mm-hmm. or greatest. Okay, so then they bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship except Allah. That throws Jesus out the door and that gets rid of jesus because we worship him okay and they don't no and they don't no and it's so important i think we should stress at some point what they believe and don't believe about jesus and then um they bear witness that muhammad is the messenger of allah okay in order to be a muslim you have to believe these two statements you have to believe the first one, and you have to believe that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, otherwise you're not a Muslim. Every Muslim believes this, whether it was Osama bin Laden or a friendly neighbor next door. That's what unites them. Mm. And so, and and the end one again, there is no one worthy of worship except Allah. So, there you go. Mm. No Yahweh, no Jesus.
0: Yeah, and that's what's, yeah, five times a day. Mm-hmm. Um and and then there's other prayers, and we'll probably have to wrap up here within the next five to ten minutes. Okay. But there's another prayer that they're supposed to recite many times each day. Yes. Uh, well, explain that again.
1: Okay. Um, this call to prayer, you got to know what they're praying because yeah. seventeen times a day, and I've got this documented in Islamic sources, they pray the first chapter of the Quran. Okay. And the first chapter of the Quran is. It ends, okay, it's like praising Allah, and then it gets down to the, like the sixth and seventh verse, and it says, guide us upon the straight path, the path of those on whom is thy grace, and that is, t- is um, translated as Muslims, not those who deserve anger, the Jews, nor those who are astray, the Christians. Muslims pray this in their obligatory prayers 17 times a day. They pray against Jews and Christians, and the Quran is very anti Jew and very anti Christian if yes. you were to read it. The trouble is that people don't want to read the Quran and learn for themselves. Um, they're just like believing what's said in interfaith dialogue. So it's so important for people to know that this is what they're praying. They're wow. called to prayer, and then they're going to pray this yeah. 17 times a day. <laughs>
0: It's, it's honestly hard to fathom all of this, and it's been slowly progressing, and it's not going to stop. No. You know, I, I mean, that's the plan. Yes. And we can try to do what we can, of course, but the church has, much of the church has capitulated. Not all. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. some uh, churches in the Twin Cities that are very alarmed by this, but now probably feeling like it's just so overwhelming. You know, and then we go back to try to, for example, get Ilhan Omar out of Congress. Maybe that'll help. Well, that's not going to happen. Mm-mm. You know, she's got all the money. She, she, she can be there for the rest of her life, probably. Do you
1: know, you know what what I learned, too, Phil, is that when she got into office, it wasn't the Somali Muslim community that voted her in. Yeah. It was the white voting community. Yeah. Um,
0: it was kind of the Cla- guilt class vote, yeah you know? it,
1: it was not them and it, that came from an islamic source as well yeah they were touting that you know yeah. it was the non-muslims so, that voted her in
0: and it isn't going to stop just in the twin cities we know that i mean there's many other communities around the state where islamic influence has started to really take hold you know uh, even small communities Oh, but yes. certainly St. Cloud oh, yes. is uh, very much affected by it, yeah. and then other communities around there. So, it's I, just one more thing that is, is going on, Tammy.
1: And they want their they are um, saying now that they want other states and other cities and small towns or whatever to follow their pattern oh, now yeah. and do the same thing.
0: Yeah, emulate Minnesota. You know, mm-hmm. I've I've heard many that say, in some ways. Minnesota is lost, mm-hmm. you know, especially the Minneapolis, for sure. And, uh, you know, we just we have faith in God. He can do anything. Yes. He can do anything. But we have to be faithful to, yes. the, to the Scripture and to who God really is.
1: We do. We yeah. do. John, read the book of John. John yeah. just shows who Jesus is. God come in the flesh. I mean, it's just yeah. laid out for us. And, and they
0: do not believe that. No, you know, no. They, they understand. Wa- they, they say they believe in Jesus, but not as, a as part of the triune do. God and not as our personal Lord and Savior, N- not no. even close.
1: No, yeah. and, and that's why, okay, the, the major. what is our foundation of Christianity? The gospel, yeah. that Jesus is God come in the flesh, the Son of God, that he lived the perfect life, that he was crucified, dead, and buried, and resurrected. They deny all of that, yeah. all of that, and he's coming back as a Muslim to judge Christians and Jews. Hmm. He, and that is documented. Yes. And I'll, yeah. I am willing to share that with anybody, um, yeah. a, a pastor, with an individual. I am willing to help someone yeah. to understand.
0: Tammy Godwin is here with me, and she is a wealth of knowledge on this subject. And I am uh, proud to call you friend, and it's been good to, to just connect with you uh, from time to time. And then now when we see these things going on, it was uh, overdue to have you come in and, and share with us. We certainly need to pray. Uh, we need to be watchful. And and pastors, you know, when you you look about all this uh, sexual revolution as well, the trans thing, Muslims are not against that either. You know, I mean, we know the story of uh, Mohammed and how he raped a, a young girl right. to become his wife. Yeah, he married you know?
1: her at when she was six and yeah. he was in his fifties. Yeah, and, and then and he know, raped her at nine.
0: Yeah. And we know that uh, in a lot of these hardcore Muslim countries, there's uh, homosexual activity with young boys and things like that's very documented. So they're not standing against that at all. You know, you mm-hmm. hear stories of they don't like homosexuality because they probably feel like it makes men weak or something like that. But when it comes to this other stuff, they're not standing against that. No, you
1: know? and, and in the Islamic countries, the, and in Islam, and they're very against Women with women and men with men. Yeah,
0: yeah. Tammy, thank you for you know it, it, it's courageous to do what you do, honestly, to, mm-hmm. to speak truth on this difficult subject. And but we need to hear it.
1: We do. We need to uh, be a voice, and we need to take a stand. Yeah. Too many people are apologizing and cowering when they speak the truth. We got to speak the truth in love, yeah. Phil. But we got to take a stand as Christians because they're dying and going to hell yeah. apart from God and. We need to share the gospel with yeah. them. That saves their
0: souls. Amen. All right. And if you want to connect with Tammy, feel free to get a hold of me here at QFM. We're not going to give out Tammy's number on the air, but you can contact QFM, and and uh, especially if you're a pastor and you'd like to uh, talk with Tammy a little bit more. And we're hoping for a uh, speaker come. Uh, Sharam Hadian has been here before, mm-hmm. former Muslim. Uh, he was from Egypt, correct? Uh,
1: Iran. Or Iran.
0: That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Iran, yes. Yes. And he's just a powerful speaker. Yes, And we're working on, uh, or you are for sure, uh, possibly having him come on up and, uh, and share with us again. Yep,
1: towards the end of May. And uh, he's got a new presentation, uh, One World Religion Rising.
0: Hmm. Fascinating. All right. God bless you, Tammy. Thank you Thank very you, much. Thank you,
1: Phil, for having me. All
0: right. And this is your life, God's truth, your QFM.